Great morning, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Thank God for Monday. I'm Brother Greg Cellini, the Franciscan Brothers of Brooklyn and Seton Hall University, class of 1985. My great pleasure to be back with you again today. The purpose of our show, Thank God for Monday, is to inspire you, our audience, to take personal responsibility for your professional satisfaction. We want to provide you hope, healing, and peace in these unprecedented, turbulent, uncertain times. Motivate you to search deep inside yourself in the quest for fulfillment. Listeners, it's really up to you how to utilize the information we provide today. Take full accountability for the decisions you make and a resulting outcome. Now, one of the goals of our show, thank God for Monday, is to introduce role models. Role models of people who take very bold steps in their work lives. This is a very special time, the month of September, which has been declared Update Your Resume Month. And as such, we are honored to have with us a most special guest. Her name is Laura DeCarlo. Laura is the president of Career Directors International. Great morning and welcome to Thank God for Monday, Laura. Good morning, Greg. I'm super excited to be here. The honor is all ours. Please tell our listeners and me from what city and state you're speaking from this morning, please. I'm greeting you here from Melbourne, Florida. Oh, You've just made this host and a whole bunch of listeners very, very jealous. <laughs> In this yes. beautiful place on God's Warm corner. and beautiful and tropical flowers everywhere. <laughs> Laura, sadly, we've only got 30 minutes today. We could spend hours talking about you, your great company, your experience, your background. So we're going to jump right in the deep end of the pool. Okay. And before we talk about Update Your Resume Month, Kindly share with the listeners and me a little bit about yourself, please. Oh, certainly. So um, I started my career as a resume writer, career coach, and director of career planning and professional development for a private university. Um, I've specialized in those areas of helping job seekers be successful. And in 2005, I launched Career Directors International, which is a professional association for resume writers and career coaches. So now I make the people who work with job seekers better at what they do. Wow. We are so blessed to have someone on your rope today on Thank God for Monday. Let's jump right in the deep end of the pool, Laura, please. What is Update Your Resume Month? Because sadly, I've been a career professional for several years. I've never heard of this month. Educate us, please. You bet. So it's a holiday that we at Career Directors International registered because we wanted job not not job seekers, we wanted the average individual who's working to make it a focus to keep their resume updated. So we kind of looked at the calendar and we were like, all right, you know, we're past this, you know, kids are home for the summer. They're for the most part around the world back in school by September. Um, we're before the holidays when you're going to get caught up in other things. So let's spend that time to look at what we've done in the past year 
and make sure we've got that resume up to date because you just never know what's going to happen. Wow, this is fascinating. Now, you used a term I'm not familiar with, or at least in this context, register. Did you actually register this month? Are you the one who's kind of championed this month? Yes, we registered it with Chase's guide to special events or national events. I'd, I'd have to look up the exact name, but it is a registered holiday. And every year they reach out to us and say, is this still a real thing? Are you still the contact? And um, it appears on um, you know, event calendars for what's happening in September. Wow. So is this a more local to Florida or is this across the nation or even, even international? This is, uh, we promote it internationally, um, but Chase is a, a national registry of events. So you can look at how you want, but since CDI is an international membership of career professionals, we're encouraging worldwide because job seekers don't stop at U.S. borders, you know? Boy, that's for sure. I teach a career class here, a Franciscan career transformation class here at beautiful St. Francis College. And what's very interesting is the students now are more and more international, but it's so important our domestic students understand that the economy has truly become global. Yes. Really are from all over the world and the cloud has a lot to do with that. Uh, that is for sure. For sure. Thing September was selected as update your resume month, and you were sharing it's kind of back to school, but not in the holiday time. Is that pretty much why it was selected? Well, it's that little niche of time between we're we're past the summer, the kids are back in school, we have a little lull before all the holidays start up, October, November, December. So this is a great we call it career caretaking. This is time for you to put aside for you to index your career and what you've done over the past year. Wow, that's really, really helpful. Now, if I perceive, it's not surprising, you're a great component of making sure the resume is up to date, even if the person is not working, you know, looking for work. Do I understand that correctly, Laura? Really expand, people the onion force. Why is this so important, please? Because we just never know what's going to happen with life the unexpected termination, the um, opportunity that knocks on your door that you would have never seen coming. I can't tell you the number of times over the years that job seekers have called me up. And, and this is a, a worldwide phenomenon of an opportunity lands in your lap and you're not ready. And sometimes you need to act now. Um, but also there are opportunities you might not even think of. You're happy with your company. and you get your annual review and wouldn't it be nice if you had your resume with all your accomplishments detailed or you'd at least kept up with those accomplishments so that you were able to show your boss well oh well thanks for that review that that review and that raise but um i would like to show you what i've documented for accomplishing this year i've seen people get raises and promotions just because they were career caretaking and keeping that record up to date. I want to make sure I understand this because I've never heard of this before. So people keep track of their accomplishments during the year. Mm -hmm. They bring that updated resume into a performance review setting and they share it with their manager and he or her may not have been aware of all the accomplishments 
and that could lead to promotion, more money, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Am I hearing this right, Laura? It is a technique that can be done. It's also a technique that if you weren't ready, you could go back with your resume and say, hey, you know, I've given some thought to our review and I've updated my resume to showcase what I've done. You're not saying, hey, I'm going to go shop for a job, but it, it does make people stop and take notice and take a look at what you've done. It's also gonna boost your confidence and your belief in yourself and what you have to offer when you're looking at um, promotions, lateral moves, um, whether you deserve to go for other opportunities because the average individual takes their value for granted. They just go to work, do a great job and, they don't realize what the stellar asset that they are providing and, and that they deserve more. So. Boy, that is really something, no doubt about it. Now, part and parcel with this, I have a follow-up question I think makes sense, but you can be the best judge of that. What can people do to make updating their resume each year an easy process, since it sounds like you're saying an annual update is really necessary? It's so valuable to, you know, I think you're hearing on so many levels how valuable it can be um, to just be ready and be present in your accomplishments. So the easiest thing you can do is to just keep track, you know, keep a monthly journal. Is it a note file on your phone? You could just audio talk to your phone and, you know, hey, I finished this project and we came in, you know, 30 days ahead and saved $10,000. Um, keep a running record, whether it's in print, somewhere you're going to just be able to access it, and then you can dump it into your resume and very easily be prepared to update it when the time comes. Um, if you didn't do that, it's just really committing yourself to some brainstorming time. You know, what, what have I faced in the last six months to a year? You know, projects, papers, presentations special assignments, um, and then asking the who, what, when, where, how kind of things about it to think about the results and what you face. We call that CAR stories, stands for challenge, action, result. And we usually wow. find that by looking at the who, what, when, where, how. Oh, that's fascinating. No doubt about it. It's very interesting because a former colleague of mine, and the emphasis on former here, in that he was doing a great job updating his resume. Mm -hmm. It was on LinkedIn, he was doing it. And lo and behold, he wasn't looking for a job. He had a wonderful position in the company he was in. And lo and behold, another firm contacted him. And because it was updated and well-read, et cetera, et cetera. And that one thing led to another, and he landed this great job. Exactly, exactly. Amazing. So the importance of that, no doubt about that. Yeah, you just never know. Yeah, you're exactly right. We hear much, Laura, about application tracking systems, I guess also known as ATS and resumes. But this is not something I'm really familiar with. Maybe our listeners are as well. What is ATS and what needs to be done to make resumes friendly for the ATS, please? I'm so glad we're going to talk about applicant tracking systems for a minute. Um, because this is something that I, I see a lot of like fear mongering on the internet about, oh, you know, is my resume ATS friendly? You know, is it gonna work? There's like 
over 200 ATS systems that human resources departments use to scan resumes so that they can save on human time with all these applications. Um, and it can seem scary and overwhelming, but I got really simple advice for you. That is get the job description that you're applying for and make sure that you have covered the words they used. If they're asking for specific skills and you have them, use their wording. Also, you've got to take a second step, tell those stories and explain how you used and performed those skills because that is the main key. And then the second piece is, while we want a resume to be visually attractive for applicant tracking systems, you want to be careful that you don't get crazy. Use traditional fonts that you find in Word. You know, Word recommends Calibri for a reason. Everybody can read Calibri. Um, same with oh. Yeah, because, and, and just avoid, I would just say a couple things to avoid. Avoid text boxes, tables. Um, your text is going to work and you can make it look pretty, but you don't want to hide anything in something that these scanners might not be able to read. Wow. Now, for better or for worse, I'm an aging baby boomer and really toward the very tail end of my career. So I don't get involved in these kinds of things. But if I perceive correctly, many people are submitting resumes and they're not being looked at by humans. It's actually a machine or a program that's doing a first pass on them more? Yeah, in a lot of cases, yes. I always tell people your resume needs to be friendly for three audiences because you just never know what's going to happen. It could be an HR clerk who's just literally got a list of skills and they're trying to look at your resume fast and see if they can find them, which is why keyword sections on a resume are very valuable. Um, you've got the computer where it's looking for keywords, phrases, they're very sophisticated. Um, so it's more than just the keywords, it's looking for you actually using them. Um, and then you've got the human who usually at the point it reaches a human these days, unless it's a very small company, uh, usually it means you're in a smaller stack of qualified people. And now it's all about how are you standing out from people who have the same qualifications? And that's why those challenges, actions, and results are so valuable because they're like more than responsibilities. We have stories that make you go, oh, I wanna to talk to him or her um, because of what they've accomplished. Someone told me once that past performance is an indicator of future performance. And if you show great past performance on a resume, you agree with this, Laura? Absolutely, absolutely, because um, you know, how often is somebody going to be looking to move to another company? They're, they might be moving to a company because they're, they're burnt out of the culture at the other company and that's not respecting what they've accomplished. But if they accomplish there, why would they suddenly not want to accomplish where they're going next? Boy, that makes perfect sense. Now, another big buzzword that's kind of going over my head these days, I don't know about our audience, personal brand. What the heck is this personal brand? And can someone actually show this in a resume? Yeah, they sure can. They sure can. So um, yes, this is the other one I was really hoping we'd get to. Um, 
So personal brand, because it is another that I think is like such a buzzword today that makes people go, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Uh, so personal brand is, uh, you know, companies have brands that we we recognize them as brands, but now people are supposed to have personal brands. And it's really, you know, identity for yourself. And I say, when you're applying for jobs, when you're writing your resume, you are you incorporated. And what makes you special? And you're going to find those things typically in those car stories, in those challenge actions and results. You know, what makes you better, faster, uh, quicker, faster is quicker, sorry, saving money, making money, saving time. Look for the, the things that make you special and make you shine that you pick out in your stories and make sure that's coming through at the top of your resume and in the stories that you tell. And you will come across to somebody as a leader, a change agent, a visionary, a compassionate coach, whatever you might be trying to come across as just by the stories you tell and the pulling up the value that you offer. So that's where the brand is actually fitting in? Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's the stories on the resumes that lead to the brand. Wow. And it's so interesting because all someone has, the human, if you will, is that piece of paper. So they're forming perceptions in their own mind. Right, right. And rarely even paper these days. You know, you're looking at it on the screen. That's right. Yes. Yeah, you got that right, certainly. Now, it's very interesting because, again, being an older baby boomer, I have many years, 30 years of farm experience. I now have almost 12 years of higher ed experience. But is it true that experienced candidates, maybe even like myself, show at least about the last 10 to 15 years? And if so, why do you recommend that, please, Laura? You know, it's, it's, it's tough. I, I honor that completely as I grow in my age. You know, I'm, I'm 53 and recently helping oh my, my resume with his my husband with his resume, it was like, oh, got to cut off like all this longevity in your career. So you're not perceived as somebody maybe ready to, you know, retire Oh, or who, wow. or who may want too much money for the level you're seeking. Um, really, it's not the resume is not about conveying your entire career. The resume is about wetting the whistle with enough information from recent years or relevant jobs, and that requires some creativity we're probably not gonna get into today. Um, But the most recent jobs for most people are the most relevant. So we just give them what we need to give them to get in the door without judgment of being possibly too old or too tired or anything else, um, or giving them more reasons to screen us out oh, their earlier career was in a different field. Just 10 to 15 years, which can be one to four jobs for most people. I hate to admit this, but even looking back at my longevity in big farm and higher education, things I was doing that are now beyond that are pretty irrelevant, if you will. So if I was going to re-transform my resume, I should be keeping it to the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah, you got to be willing to just laser cut through it. (laughs) You can always share more things in the interview if it becomes relevant. You know what I mean? 
A related question, and this is something that we struggle with here at the college with some of our students, and that's the length of the resume. And maybe students should have a shorter length than others, but should it be one page or should it be two pages, somewhere in between? Give us some guidance here, please. You bet, you bet. So the easy rule of thumb is for the United States, most resumes are two pages. Um, if you can sell your career, if you can adequately get that, you know, what makes me unique and valuable, your keywords, your education, and your experience with the stories, if you can do that in one page, more power to you. And it's still readable, critical, um, more power to you. But I have worked with many four-year graduates, favorite story of mine early in my career, because I told you I was a placement director. But I had a private client in my then private uh, career coaching and resume business, four-year degree in business, and I created a two-page resume for him. A lot of depth going into projects and papers from his courses, wow. uh, internships. He didn't have a lot of work experience, but he had a lot of knowledge. I call it knowledge, skills, and training for new graduates. Wow. Uh, a lot to play up. I gave him a two-page draft. I educated him on why it would work. He did all the head nods, left. He came back a couple of weeks later and he said, I left you thinking you were crazy. And I sent out that two-page resume and I already got interviews. So, <laughs> um, for most people to adequately sell themselves, they need to. Um, but, the, you know, I've worked with some, like a salesperson might be able to do a one page, you know, if it's had a, a simple focused focus and not a lot of jobs. But don't be afraid to go to two. Don't feel you have to jam it on the one. And if you're going to three, I would challenge you to look at how to cut back because only project managers, consultants, and executives really need to go down that path. I would think and only that, sometimes. Yeah, that's great advice. Now, being in the international environment, we are here at St. Francis College or Seton Hall. Many students naturally come from outside the borders, as we referred to before. Some of them, if I perceive correctly, in Europe in particular, they put a photo on the resume. I don't know if you'd recommend that at all or would it depend on the country so, you're in? Um, I see a lot of, like we do a, a, an international resume competition every year and some have photos, some have graphics. Um, we don't ever see a headshot in the US unless it's a model or actor typically, or they're a you know, personality that uh, <laughs> goes by specifically their photo. Um, but that is, for, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you what countries that's acceptable, but there are places where that more personal approach is valued. Um, also, I will stress that in many countries, like in Australia, resumes are three to five pages commonly, and they call them CVs. Oh, wow. Oh, that's fascinating. So depending on where you're working could make a big difference in that length. Yes. That yes, yes. Wow. Laura, sadly, we've only got about seven minutes, but I've got some important questions to still ask you if that's okay. You've provided so many nuggets already. So this is a little unfair, but can you share some more nuggets for our listeners, please, to really help their resume shop? Okay. All right. So first of all, don't 
try to stare at the computer screen and write your perfect resume on the first draft. Be willing to give yourself time to get those stories down. What did I do? How did I do it? Who did it with me? What did we accomplish? Um, go to, I call it going down the rabbit hole, dig, dig, dig. Tell the stories in their full glory, and then you can cut them down into bullets. Um, but the magic sauce for your resume above all else is not trying to use a one-size-fits-all resume for every job you apply for. Get the job description, which I said before, but get that job description. Look at mirroring language. Look at making sure, even if you're coming from another industry, you're trying to talk more in your resume to the language of what you're targeting. Use the words if you have experience with them. Tell stories around them. Um, make that resume. So in other words, you personalize your resume for each position you apply for. Wow. It may take you five minutes. It might take you 30 minutes, depending on how different it is, but imagine receiving a resume that seems, oh, this candidate is perfectly tailored to my job. I mean, obviously it all has to be true. You're not making anything up, but <laughs> that is so critical to surviving the scams that take place. Um, my last big tip would be um, to put personality into your resume. Remember, this is not a responsibilities list. This is a, you know, making yourself shine, which might require talking to a third party. What do you think makes me special? Going back and looking at letters of recommendation, peer reviews, boss reviews, what do they say about you? What are your special spots and sticky things that you can sell about yourself? Because we're the worst usually about talking about ourselves. So um, don't be afraid to, to, to make yourself shine on the paper. This is not the point where you should be, oh, I, I did a good job. And, you know, <laughs> you got to shine. Oh, wow. So and proofread, last tip. Proofread, proofread, proofread. Because I see just beautiful resumes, skilled, qualified candidates crushing themselves because of like just a horrible typo in their phone number or on the first line of the text. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. You mentioned that the company I used to work for in Big Pharma was a little difficult to spell. Any resume that came in misspelled, mm. clerk was just shredded. Wouldn't even look at it. Yep. Sure I remember outstanding candidates there, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, I saw a resume one time. They put on the top, they were looking for a job in electrical engineering. And I was like, no, I'm not engineering. <laughs> Two last very important questions, Laura. Okay. Can job seekers, and I'm sure we have some listening this morning, go if they want professional help with their resume? I am very proud of the professionals we have at Career Directors International. We have members around the world. So that's careerdirectors.com. Um, if, if a job seeker goes there, we have a job seeker section. There are free resources, a job seeker blog, a free ebook on job search. We have a whole directory of our members. And of course, I'm always going to recommend my book, Resumes for Dummies. That's another great resource you can get right on amazon.com. 
Turn or wherever you shop for books. <laughs> wow. So that the name of the book, it's actually Resume for Dummies? Resumes for Dummies. Yep. It's one of the dummies, four dummies books. Oh, terrific. So listeners, you can go to Amazon for that. I want to make sure they have that website, www.careerdirectors.com. Correct. So if they need help. Lastly, please, Laura, how can our loyal listeners best contact you? You've given us so many nuggets already. I have a feeling some of our listeners will want to continue this dialogue with you. Oh, you can reach me at uh, email. I mean, follow me on LinkedIn for sure. I have Career Directors International or Laura DiCarlo is the best place for my professional tips and advice. And to get those from our, um, our members, we, again, the Job Seeker blog, we share their posts. Um, you can also find me at info at careerdirectors.com, I-N-F-O at careerdirectors.com. Listeners, absolutely no excuse. Laura makes it very easy to stay in touch with her. I want to make sure you have the proper spelling of her name. It's Laura, L-A-U-R-A, DeCarlo is D-E-C-A-R-L-O. Uh, do yourselves a favor, uh, reach out to her. Pick up one of these great books that she's written on resumes, uh, not only for yourself, you know, here on Thank God for Monday, we don't hold on to the good, we share the good. Pick up one for someone else as well. Because again, the better we are resumes, as Laura has shown us this last half hour, the better we can shine and the better our big professional dreams can come true. Absolutely. Carlo, we cannot thank you enough for bracing the airwaves of WSOU Thank God for Monday today. Uh, educating us all about resumes and about update your resume month. Uh, enjoy the rest of this great month of September and beyond and naturally continued success, joy, and all these wonderful things you're doing with Career Directors International around the world. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, the pleasure has been all ours, that's for sure. Listeners, guess what? Once again, we're out of time. Greg saying our hope and prayer is that when you wake up on Monday morning, just like Laura DiCarlo does, you'll say, thank God for Monday. And until next week for another episode of Thank God for Monday, have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>